Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of No Quest for the Wicked. We are starting our very first adventure, so we are glad to have you here. We start in deep space within the Casamal system. A well-traveled red and blue ship flies by, its name emblazoned on its left wing, the Maverick. A small but sturdy tavern, a designation sanctioned by the Federation that allows the nomadic crews who travel from port to planet exclusive access to various contracts from everything between mercenary and bounty work to delivery and diplomacy. The Maverick is currently on an official contract from the Tavern Oversight Guild to investigate the disappearance of a ship called the Nightcrawler, a fellow tavern. It's here that we join our heroes, a hardened former assassin Yosoki running from his past and trying to start a new life, a self-exiled young Kasathan who's abandoned his clan and tradition to forge his own path, and the newest addition to the ship, currently hitching a ride as a passenger, an android with a corrupted memory, a love of 80s movies, and a penchant for kicking some ass. I have one question for you guys. Well, two questions, actually. Are you guys ready to rock? Always. Yes. Now, more importantly, are you ready to roll? Yeah. That was a little yeah. bit more questionable, but I'll say yes. I'm more on board for that one than the last one. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, roll for initiative, please. Okay. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I don't know if he's being serious, but I oh, I'm, I'm 100% being serious. You are in combat right now. I know I know who's G. I mean, that's the, uh, <laughs> that was as serious as can be, man. That's a 17 for me, Dane, for Merrick. Okay. 15 for Cody. And a 20 for Durin. God damn it. I'm meant to damn. be the initiative boy. I know. God damn. Now I got to roll some initiatives as well. And that 16 on the start. Nat 9. Also a Nat 16. Let's go. Fuck well, I rolled well, yeah. a Nat 18. So let's get spicy, boys. Negative one initiative. Yeah. Uh, nope. Unfortunately, <laughs> not the case. Um, however, Durin, Terry, yeah, you're gonna go first. Oh, good. Um, Where um, are we? What's, are we talking about the situation? <laughs> I will let you know right now. The alarm aboard the tavern, the Maverick, blares as it pulses throughout the entire ship. You hear over the intercoms the voice of Captain Victor Benson. Y'all better get your asses down to the engine room right now. And Durin, when you get this alarm and this message, uh, you are in the sort of under service quarters or corridors of the Maverick and you're doing some just regular repairs and, and tuning up. Durin, what, what's, what do you look like? Uh, Durin is a rather older uh, Yusoki. Uh, he's wearing a uh, just a straight up like a dark blue jumpsuit uh, for engineering purposes. And um, if anything. And he probably has a lot of battle scars, like just like kind of underneath his uh, his fur that has been that he tries to keep covered up. And his right eye is just a little milky, like he doesn't see too well out of it. The corridors are meticulously and obsessively well kept. Every gauge and valve and pipe is polished to a shine. While you have some hand in it, it's mostly uh, the engineer who who takes mm -hmm. obsessive care of this ship above you are the graded floors of the ship um and you're mm -hmm. kind of like underneath that and you hear footsteps pounding above you like clearly on a different floor or clearly like in the vents above us above me so you you are sent so they're on like the main corridors of the mm -hmm. ship mm -hmm. you're underneath them in like the service tunnels gotcha so you can let me know what you would like to do all right, I'm going to start scurrying towards, I guess, where engineering is and use my uh, my communicator to try to get a uh, quip on the line. Cool. Give me a stealth check. All right. Oh, my God. 
This won't last. I know it won't last. Um, 31. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. So even <laughs> though you are hauling ass and talking currently, the the people above you do not do not hear you with the alarm blaring and how fast they're moving. <laughs> they don't uh, they don't know you're underneath them right now. And I'm going to uh, what are you what are you saying to Quip? I'll, I'll pull up my computer. And like, Quip, what's the situation? The whole goddamn ship's on fire. That's the situation. What caused it? It looks like terrors, I think. Terrors? So you know. Actually, give me a a culture check. No, no, you've been in the world long enough. You would know. So terrors are a group of essentially marauders and ravagers that will literally board ships and tear them apart from the inside. And they do it mostly for fun, but also to like scavenge resources and shit. But they don't like take prisoners and they don't take ships. They literally pull everything apart out of just their sheer love of destruction, take what they want, and then fuck off. And that is and that is currently what's happening on the ship. Quick, give me the location. I'm heading on I'm on my way. Get to the goddamn engine room. You were the captain? You hear a large crash behind you. <laughs> And you look behind you and you mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. one of the terrors. And usually terrors are fairly small and wiry. They're not really big on like eating and getting bulky. This man, however, is the opposite. He is a fucking brick shithouse. He's huge. And he's got sort of this like metal that has been cast over his head that looks like it's probably just been like poured on top of him. And he has these two. Uh, fists that also look like they have been dipped in molten metal and cast in like permanent fist uh, form essentially and where the metal meets skin it's all raw and blistered and red Uh, and he has these like tubes all over him and they don't seem to be going into anything or serving any purpose other than just to have put them in there is however several uh tanks welded into him with this like green liquid that are all funneling and and feeding into the back of his neck now are we level one because i'm worried (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean it's just space bane we shouldn't Um, be too worried (laughs) (laughs) has me terrified i'm yet to come up with a plan for space bane uh well you better because he sees you and is now crawling through these tunnels and like uppercutting the the grates in his way <laughs> out of his way like a shark through like water and is just just pounding his way towards you there's nothing more terrifying than a shark uppercutting its way through the water <laughs> um and unfortunately the terrorist did roll first so he's coming at you oh no okay does a 19 hits your kinetic AC. Oh, wait. Yeah, with authority, sir. So as he's, like, just charging and, like, on his elbows, punching his way through these grates to get to you, when he finally does reach you, he just brings a fist just, like, straight down. He can't do anything else but punch and bludgeon with his fist because they have been permanently cast into metal. And he lands a hit on you for uh, four points of damage. And that goes into stamina, correct? That comes off stamina first, correct. Alright. Um, so now you have an options of you can keep moving through the service tunnels or you can fight. Shit, that's a... I feel like they're both terrible options. <laughs> but what would Durin uh, feel? Durin got hit hard. Uh, so Durin would be like continue to book it through the service tunnels until he can find a place where he would have an advantage. So he would probably book it for at this point. Okay, give me an engineering roll. 
Ah, there it is. I knew that I knew what I'd pay for those that 19, that 16. Um, I got an 11. Okay, that's enough. You you've been working this ship long enough to know that at the next juncture, there mm-hmm. is a steam valve. Okay, yeah, 100% gonna lead him towards it to try to set up a like quote unquote trap or okay. at least buy myself some time. Perfect. Um, give me a uh, give me a stealth check, and this will be you trying to hide behind the pipe and setting okay. the trap. Uh, this is a 22. Perfect. So he's he's gonna do a quick perception check to see. No, he definitely no. He almost got you though. <laughs> he's got metal uh, in his eyes, man. Come on. <laughs> um, he keeps blasting forward towards the junction that you went, and he <clears throat> stops sort of where it it goes either direction, and he takes a look down both sides, and you just blast him with this <clears throat> steam, and he's gonna take some damage because it's hot. He takes four points of fire damage. How does he feel about that fire damage? I'm assuming he's experienced it before from the way his uh, his fleshy is. Oh, yeah, but he still hates it. Like, <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> this, this wasn't a good experience. So, like, yeah, no, he... Um, and he sort of just like... Grrr! And he takes a... He's going to take a swing at the pipe. He just mm-hmm. swings at it and he smashes it. And with it, he manages to, like, bend it so that the steam is now directed away from him. And he now sees you again. Okay. And it is your turn. Oh, okay. So at this point, um, going to use probably my, uh, I don't think we're going to run at this point. Some damage has been done, but I have uh, my pulse caster pistol with me, which is non-lethal, of course. And I'm just going to try to take him out with it. Okay. Roll a uh, range attack. Not great. 12, I guess, against EAC. I believe. Uh, yes, that is not enough. So you just shoot and he hand holds up his like, you know, metal fist and it just kind of goes wide and, and crashes into one of the sides of the, the other pipes that begins <laughs> like hissing and, and squealing. What? Actually, no, he's going to, he it's his turn. He's going to attempt to hit you. Uh, that is another 19. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, that'll do it. That'll do it. Okay. Um, so that's only three points of damage this time, as this time he sort of uh, grabs you and kind of like tosses you down the hall to get you away from the pipes. Darren's having to think. <laughs> if you want, you can always roll an engineering check and I will let you know what is in your vicinity. I feel like I want to come up with a plan, though. I feel like Durin's, Durin's clever enough. I, w- like, I wish I was as clever as Durin, to be honest. I love the image of you being picked up by two welded fists and thrown, because it's yeah. just very childlike. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just like, just two hands in like in between the fists, and just sort of like an over-the-shoulder yeet. Just throwing a big old rat man. <laughs> I think I am going to uh, use engineering, I guess, to try to find the nearest airlock. Uh, okay, so that would be that would not be in the tunnels. That would be a, a far. Um, mm. You might find there might be a few like exhaust ports, but if yeah. you're looking to like heat this man into space, there would be nothing like that in the service tunnels. But there would be some exhaust ports for mm-hmm. like getting rid of like if there's ever a gas leak or something down here, you'd yeah. be able to open those and sort of like drain out any sort of toxic gases. So I, it wouldn't be big enough to to put this man through, but it could be enough to like get him stuck or slow him down for sure. Are we anywhere near people? Like, is this like the we're in the tunnels, right? I, I'm assuming we're nowhere near where like there's general population, correct? Uh, so you're in the ship and it's just you and the crew. OK, so the only other people you'd be looking for are either crew members or the terrors that you can still hear like above you tearing shit apart. Okay. I'm going to use the tunnels and try to get to one of the other crew members for assistance. 
Okay, then he is going to just rip a chunk of metal and try to throw it at you as you scurry away from him. There's two hands again. (laughs) It is not great. He kind of like smashes a chunk of metal and then as it's in the air, punches it to launch it towards you. And that's only going to be a, that's a 12 against EAC. EAC, okay. Oh no, sorry, this is is kinetic. This is uh, KAC. Yeah, we're good. We're good. That that bounces off my uh, my second skin. Yeah. So it's it's not enough. Like this is not a, a a precision attack at all. He's literally just knocking things in the air and then punching them as hard as he can at you. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes wide, and as you scurry, you see a very brief flash of another Yosoki run past you, and he's a small albino Yosoki wearing a jumpsuit in the red and blue uh, Maverick colors. He has a pair of welder goggles that sit atop his head and a small metal container, almost like a backpack, but it's built into the jumpsuit. And his crooked tail seems to have been uh, cut short, missing about like a a third of it. And you hear, stop hurting my baby! And Quip appears and he charges this guy and he ends up, these like little drones pop out of his back and they just, they're not really doing anything, but they're enough to distract him as he sets up a panel on the side of the wall. It's like a diagnostic panel and Mm -hmm. he turns on it. So it begins flashing and he deactivates the drones and this terror looks at this flashing panel and at anger tries to punch Quip and Quip sort of slides under him and he punches the, this electric panel at which Quip then hits another button and just charges him full of electricity. And with his metal fists conducts quite well and Quip sort of like walks over his like electrified charred body and he looks at you and says i just want to make it very clear that the baby is the ship and not you no no you've you made that very clear in the past Quip. Uh, thank how you how many times you had this conversation <laughs> <laughs> how bad is the rest of the ship uh let's just say that this situation is a plus oh good Okay. No, this is bad. I'm saying that this terrible shit show no, no. down here is best case scenario for yeah. us. No, no, no. I, I, I understood. I, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, okay. Well, I've got <clears throat> several fires to put out, both literal and metaphorical. So please get down and help the captain while I keep this ship in the goddamn air. And he goes scurrying down the tunnel to do whatever he has to do. And I'll start scurrying my in my own direction towards the captain. Fantastic. Merrick, what were you doing before all this shit happened? Um, what time in the day? Like, is it late at night? Is it just like an afternoon, an evening? Um, you you guys are traveling through space towards a contract uh, to an SOS beacon of another tavern. So you guys were just like in en route. Cool. I was probably just in my room uh, writing notes, just like cataloging my day, writing in my journal. Perfect. So you Meditating. are rudely interrupted as this alarm blares out in the corridor, and you hear the the message of of the captain telling everyone to get to the engine room. Uh, Merrick gets up, he puts on his uh, robe over his second skin armor, puts his pistol in his left hand, picks up his notebook with the hand number three and four, and uh, heads out through his door. Merrick, what do you look like? So Merrick, being a Kasatha, is like a six foot five tall, slender, gray alien. He's almost got that like cone head shape from the old school alien things. He's got black eyes. He's wearing this now heavy cloth robe that he sort of also covers his mouth black and yellow. He's got his black blade in his right hand still. His gun is left. And he still has his other two hands 
at the bottom are still writing notes in his notebook, even as he walks. Perfect. Give me a perception check. All right. As you look around, um, you step out into the corridors of the Maverick, and the interior is like a muted crimson. Like, blue and red are kind of the, the Maverick colors. Um, and this pulsing red alarm makes this muted crimson even more vibrant, as you can hear sort of like the, the chaos echoing through the other passageways. Cool. Oh, yeah. Perception is only a five. Uh, not great. No, not, not great. No, not great We're getting party white day one. <laughs> uh, you don't hear as uh, two terrors uh, approach you from behind and another one comes from either end. So you are now currently flanked by three. Okay. Um, and these guys are much smaller than the one that uh, Durham was fighting. They're thin, but still like lean and muscular. No, because are they, so are these humans or are they just These humanoids? are humans, yes. Okay. Um, so both of them have been heavily modified with cybernetics, gauges, tubes, mm. and pumps that cover their body. All kind of like, again, feeding into one another, not really doing anything. Um, there is a small tank of, of this green liquid that's embedded into the right shoulder. Uh, the first has like this thick tangle of cables that have been tied back almost like hair, like dreadlocks. Um, and the other one has uh, these two rounded, like, metal nubs that, upon seeing you, he just sort of, like, screeches and two grotesque blades pop out of either one. Um, and the other one just has this, like, sharpened metal chunk. And uh, they charge you. All right. Um, so, oh, no. That's, that's a natural 20. All right. Let's, let's kill me now, Dane. Session one party wipe. Yeah. <laughs> so not happy about that and this is the the dude with the like two blade hands well i rolled minimum damage so you're only going to be taking six points of damage all right um and these hallways are pretty narrow so they, they can they can't really group up on you too much but you are being flanked so there's another guy coming in at you uh and that's only going to be a 13 against your kac no that's no good uh then it is your turn all right so merrick takes a stance this little black ball of energy that floats around his head goes into the palm of his hand as a long beam of black light appears and he mutters to them what made you do this why are you like this <laughs> who hurt you as he swings at the man who crit on him with his blade of black light entering photon mode as his body glows a light hue of red that's a 20 to hit Ooh, that 20 no, no, no. Oh, Not natural. I got excited. I thought this was going to be No revenge. Off. No revenge. Uh, yeah, no, that does it. That will be seven damage as the black blade of light sort of slashes into his shoulder. Damn. This guy's not doing well. Oh, sorry. Eight damage, Dane. I forgot about my photon bonus. Wait. <laughs> yeah, th this this first hit really, really does some damage. And he, while you're asking him the questions, that seemed to make him really angry. <laughs> and uh, you hitting him has now like confused him. He doesn't know what's happening because people who talk like you usually don't hit as hard as you. And now it's their turn again. So it's going to be well, two attacks. So the first one is a 19 and the other one is a 13. 19 hits, 13 does not. Okay. So you're going to take four points of damage as the, uh, the dude who's just got like the fucking sharpened metal chunk that is clearly just a, a piece of paneling that he's ripped off yeah. um, and has spent some time sharpening one end of it. You can also tell that it's like cutting into his own hands. Like there's blood pouring out of his hands, but he doesn't care. Uh, just sort of lodges it into uh, the side of your arm and manages to slash you for uh, four am, points. Yeah. Cool. I'm bleeding now. I'm now into my health. Okay. 
All right. My go? Yep. Fantastic. So Merrick, still a bit shaken, is a little bit worried. You know, he's surrounded. He's outnumbered. Uh, he's going to bring down his blade on the uh, first guy he hit. Uh, that's only a nine. That's Ooh. not enough. As he puts his blades up into an X and catches your your Solarian blade, uh, and he pushes it back. Oh, that's not going to do it. That's also not going to... Well, I guess I should ask. Uh, I, I'm guessing an 11 isn't going to no. hit your KAC. Okay, no. so these guys both... Um, with the guy with his blades up, he tries to take a swipe at you, but he's not in an advantageous position, uh, and he manages to spin you around just in time as the guy with the the like sharpened axe. You get to see him, and you are able to deflect his attack as well. Give me an attack roll, or whatever you want to do. I Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different this time since it's round number three. Uh, he's been channeling the photon energy. He's surrounded. He calls on the power of the stars. I need all three to roll a reflex save. Okay. That's fucking Character cool. Is so fucking 14 cool. DC. I know. Um, it was a 14 DC? Uh, yeah. I'm okay, so solid. that guy rolled 14 on the dice. That's only a 10. So one of them fails. Oh, and 10 again. Perfect. So only so, one of them succeeds. And the one that succeeds will take half damage. Okay. As seven fire damage as a, as a solar flare erupts from Merrick's body, filling the hallway. Uh, God damn. Seven fire? Star, seven fire. Um, as you do that, the one guy with the, the two blades that you already landed a hit on just sort of erupts and like gets melted away as ashes of him just kind of like dissipate into the exhaust of the ship. Um, and now you've only got two two boys left. And one of them is going to replace the one guy in. So now it, it's still two on either side. That's not going to do it. Also not going to do it. I think they're a little rattled after seeing one of their their buddies just get absolutely vaporized. Um, also by... seeing a man just emit a solar flare from his yeah. body. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they are. They're now fighting recklessly and not trying to hit you. Um, or like not aiming. They're just mm. swinging out of panic. Perfect. Merrick will look at them and say, why continue? You see what you're up against. What makes you so desperate? Flee. Pathetic children flee as he swings down his blade for a 16 at uh, the one who is behind him. Uh, yep, that is it on the money. And that's going to be seven damage. You land another solid hit on the guy with the, the sharpened panel axe. And two more uh, terrors come around the corner. Oh, fuck. And the door beside your cabin slides open. And a female Lashunta sort of leans casually against the doorframe. And she says... Darlings, you should listen to him when he says flee. And she blows a kiss as this like wave of purple psychic energy pumps out. And the two that you were fighting uh, <laughs> both fail. One got a two, one got a one. <laughs> um, and they just drop their weapons and just haul ass. And the two in the corridor, you can see them they're currently just like sitting cross-legged playing with this illusory puppy creature as it just sort of like bounces around them. And query the uh, female Lushinta uh, entertainer of the ship. Uh, she's a, a tall, beautiful Lushinta. Uh, her pale blue skin sort of accentuates these piercing purple eyes. Uh, she has this jet black hair that's tied up in a tight, uh, high ponytail. Uh, she's wearing a metallic purple crop top. Uh, and then has this pair of almost like engineer's leather 
overalls on top. She makes them look good, but they're definitely meant for like dealing with like grounding yourself when dealing with electricity. And then she's got these like crazy bracelets and trinket trinkets all up her arms. Yeah, I mean, like when she moves, she sort of like jingles and jangles. I do love the word trinket, though. Trinklets. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, and she smiles at you and looks at the like pile of ash on the floor and she says, I will take care of these and you go help the captain. Yes. Thank you, Query. One of these days you will tell me how you know how to do that. Eh, probably not. Thank you. As Merrick heads down where Query just entered from. Uh, okay. And Cody. What? You... Are sitting in the cockpit of the Maverick. Uh, it's not state of the art, but it's serviceable and it's been like heavily modified from the original Eris design, mostly thanks to a combination of like the people who have piloted or the engineers of the ship over the years. Um, there's a huge viewport and then smaller windows that kind of wrap around the sides of the ship. And then there is there's two chairs at the front for piloting and co-pilots. Slightly a couple feet back is an elevated captain's chair. And then there are stairs that kind of lead down into a gunner's cockpit below the pilot section. What does Cody look like? Uh, Cody has like permanent, you know, say six o'clock shadow. Um, He's got messy brown hair. Um, He's got a long kind of like brown trench coat. He's got jeans and big boots. He's got studded fingerless leather gloves. Blue eyes and, and a cheeky smile. And sitting beside you is a large sandstone brown vesk. Uh, He has this huge scar that runs from his left ear all the way down across his throat and over to the right side of his chest. He's wearing this red sort of like military formal jacket with these blue and gold uh, epaulets. Uh, And you can tell that there's been another insignia on the the jacket that has been ripped off and has been replaced with the, the red and blue Maverick insignia. And he has been teaching you, despite being a mute the entire time that you've ever met him, and as long as he's been on the Maverick, uh, he's been teaching you how to fly the ship. Cool. Which is rudely interrupted, the sounds of the cockpit door being kicked so hard that the the slots in between, or like the, the slit in between the door dents, and then a large metal blade gets shoved through, and then it's pried open, and they just kind of go flying off. Uh, and then this small, stout terror comes bursting in with a what looks like a sharpened blade of what used to be a propeller on an uh, like a, a vehicle of some sort. That's pretty cool. Um, and he also has a like a really crudely grafted cannon on his shoulder. <laughs> and as he like bursts in, the cannon's just fucking firing, and it's just like shattering displays and hitting you know comms, and he's just like destroying the cockpit. Now, how does Satir react to all this? Do you see him point to a screen that says autopilot, uh, like disengaged, like systems critical? Ah. And he sort of gives you the the nod to deal with this because he cannot help. Cool. I So Cody stands up and starts walking slowly towards this cannon shooting asshole. And you see him like pull a cigarette out of his like lapel pocket, um, like his breast pocket unlit, put it in his mouth, throw it on the ground, and, like, grind it out with his boot. (laughs) And he says, I think it's time for you gentlemen to leave. The terror looks around and says, I think it's time I impale you, cook you over an open fire, and eat you alive! Uh, And he's gonna go first as he takes a swing at you with this big old blade. 
man, why can't I roll this well when I'm fucking playing games? Oh, no. Uh, that's going to be a 22 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. Your KAC. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's five points of damage. Okay. And again, that's from my stamina, right? Your stamina, correct. Cool. That hurt. Uh, it is your turn, though. <laughs> Cody takes the smack right across the face and kind of like wipes the blood away and just says, pain don't hurt, and hits him back. Just one of his big, like, studded gloves right to the face. Okay. Hopefully. Give me that attack roll. Okay. All right. Uh, that is going to be a 16. That's it on the money. Hell yeah. So that's going to be seven points of damage as he just fucking like gets hit, punches him right back or square across the jaw. Hell yeah. You guys have now like sort of repositioned so that you're kind of away from the essential systems mm-hmm. um, and are now in, in. There's not a whole lot of space in here, but at least you're not like tangled up in all of the like chairs and shit. And um, like. When he punches, it's a big telegraphed like movie punch that looks like it should be easy to dodge, but he moves faster than like a human does. So it's it always ju- like it just caught him, right? You know, like it looks like it should be easy to avoid. Um, he's going to try to shoot you with his little laser beam. Ooh, that's a sixteen against your EAC. That'll do it. Mm, okay. As his cannon shoots out a little laser for two points of damage. Okay. It rolled very poorly. Actually, sorry. Uh, two points of fire damage, if that means anything to you. I don't believe it does. Okay. And you know what? Cody's just pressing the attack, you know? He's gone with his big, like, haymaker almost. Now he's just going to come in with, like, a big left fucking uppercut. Ooh, that's not going to do it. Eight? No. No, that yeah. isn't. As you go, you just kind of, you clip him on the chin, and he doesn't even move. He just sort of laughs and spits out a glob of blood, and he says, You're going to taste real good, Tin Man. <laughs> Cody looks right <laughs> back in his eyes just and says, let's say me and you get nipple to nipple. What? Wait, what? Uh, he roll an intimidate <laughs> check. Please. That's the most intimidating thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh my god. Uh that is a three. Uh yeah. So I guess no. maybe he, he says a little sensually. Yeah, he looks at you and he tears off the, like, fabric that he has in front of him. Or, like, he's got, like, just rags kind of hanging off him. And he rips it off and he says, nipple to nipple. And he tries to hit you. (laughs) This isn't how it went in the movies. Cody is confused. Um, He's going to try to grab you, actually. Okay. In, in like, a bear hug to, in fact, get you nipple to nipple. (laughs) Um, And that would be a 19. For a maneuver, AC? Yeah. No. Ah, so he goes for this, like, big bear hug, and you're able to sort of, like, duck under him. Yeah, like a uh, boxer's, like, weave underneath. Yeah, as he sort of stumbles forward. Um, And you catch uh, Satir's eye uh, in, like, one of the reflections of the the panels. And he looks down at a console, and he's pressing a button that says cabin stability, and he turns it off. Okay. Um, And he then makes a small... Uh, like rotating gesture uh, with his finger and begins to buckle himself in. Uh, is there anything I can grab onto? Uh, yes, you're right by the captain's chair. <laughs> Cody will not jump in the captain's chair purely because he feels like it's not allowed. Right. Uh, <laughs> there's still okay. That's fair enough. But like, you could still hold on to it. There's still there's also like a railing from where the the stairs go down to the gunner pit. Yeah, yeah. Can I like athletics over to that? Yeah, absolutely. Do you want me to roll? Uh, yes, it is athletics in this game, right? All right, that's an 11 athletics. 
yes, you are able to to get over there, and uh, just in time for uh, Satir to just spin the fucking Maverick in like this furious barrel roll, and because he's destabilized the like the pressure of the thing, there's nothing sort of grounding you. And the uh, terror just ends up sort of ping-ponging all over the fucking room. Uh, and you hear this sort of like sickening thud and snap, at which point Satir levels the, the Maverick out. And the, the terror just kind of like hits the ground. And Satir looks at you and just gives you a thumbs up. I assume the thing is shredded, right? What is? The terror. He's fucked, yeah. You, Co- you could probably guess that like his neck has been broken. Cody looks at it and goes... You disgust me. You're a bleeder. You bleed too much. And then looks at uh, Satir and just gives him two thumbs up. Satir shrugs <laughs> <laughs> and, and gets back. Uh, and then he manages to pull up on one of the displays that isn't completely fucked by the gunfire of the, the terror's entrance. Um, shows you both like a split screen of a map of the Maverick and a security camera of someone fighting a bunch of terrors in front of the engine room. All right. Uh, Cody just sets off. Perfect. So you guys sort of all get to the the elevator that brings you down into the engine room's sort of like four chamber at the same time. Durin would have ran over back to his like where his bunk is. Okay. And pulled out this old dusty like um, just kind of like long bag and put it over his shoulder before heading up and meeting up with them. Fantastic. So yeah, you guys all get there and uh, Merrick's the first to arrive and he slides the the doors open and you guys get into this sort of tube-like glass elevator. As you descend down through this glass elevator, you get a a pretty good vantage point of the battle happening below between uh, probably like four or five different terrors and your captain, Victor Benson. And he's very easily holding his own, but his gun you notice sort of runs out of ammo and he looks at it dejectedly, spins it around, puts it in his leg holster. And as these terrors kind of circle around him, he holds his arms out straight and these two kunai drop into his, his hands from like his, his duster jacket. And he begins both like fighting with them, almost like they're, they're knives and daggers, like two handed. Um, But then every now and then he'll throw them and this cable that's attached to them will like snap them back to him as if he's got like these retractable throwing kunai. Um, and every now and then he'll, he'll throw it with enough force that it'll get stuck. And he triggers this orange pulse of energy that goes through the cable and into the kunai and electrocutes whoever he's fighting to the point where he's just sort of like making very easy work of these terrors and three more come rushing out from some of the under like uh, passages and he runs and he throws his two kunai at the guys on the left and the right, attaches onto them, uses them to pull himself up into the air, electrocutes them, and then crosses his arms through the middle guy and just bisects him with the cables. And as the elevator doors open and this man's torso slides off his legs, you see your captain, Victor Benson. Victor Benson is my hero. Yeah, Cody just says, <laughs> Jesus. I heard you had balls big enough to come in a dump, dump truck, but damn. He is a human in his mid-50s. Uh, he's got like shaggy brown hair, almost like the Kurt Russell 
escape from LA, like windswept mullet kind of look oh, uh, that's growing around the temples. The left side of his face has been uh, pretty severely burnt, so he has a cybernetic eye. Oh my god! I knew he only had one real eye. It's so good. So, I knew I was, it from the from the minute you started describing how he fought, and then it was confirmed when you said the mullet thing. Mm-hmm. I was like about to ask how many eyes he had. Yeah, I really wanted to give him an eye patch, but I was like, it's I can't. I can't give every cool character I've ever created an eye patch. That is. Oh, I forgot to mention. Cody has two eye patches. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got enough wrinkles and scars on his face to tell the story that he's had a life of both adventure and hardship. Uh, he's wearing this corded black turtleneck with a long dark blue duster and tactical gloves that, much like Cody's, have spikes on the end of them. Oh, I'm in love. Mean scene around here, man. Yes. He looks at you and he's like, is Junkie busted or what? Uh, Junkie is fine. I'm assuming we're talking Junkie? about... Cody. Junk heap. Who's junk heap? I'm assuming Cody. Yes. Oh, Cody, as he realizes. Actually, can I <laughs> understand what he's saying? Uh, roll sense motive for me. <laughs> well, I, I love that. He, like the captain says that. And we all the characters like, what? Uh, I have a minus two to sense motive. So I got a 10. Uh, 10 is enough to know that he has a nickname for everyone on board. But do I know that's mine? Yes. Uh, Cody wilts when he hears it. Um, I mean, like, you probably, he hasn't really interacted with you a lot, but, like, you've heard him call Quip Furball uh, Vest Scales, or, uh, sorry, Satir Scales. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know that, like, he's, this is just a thing that he does. Okay, uh, I guess I'm not that new, so I just kind of, like, blink. <laughs> uh, Merrick takes, like, his left, his bottom left hand and just pats you on the back. Um, he says, you took your sweet-ass time getting down here. Cody, like, raises his hands, which are bloody, just said, had to fight a big one. He looks around. He says, yeah, I had to fight many. What's the status? Well, you'd imagine that having a ship full of terrors would be bad enough, but let me show you. And he brings you over to the console at the front of the engine room, and he types a little bit in, and like everything's kind of fucked right now. Like Everything has been busted in some way. So on this cracked, blurry screen, you can see the inside of the engine room. And there are terrors inside, but more importantly, there is a giant warhead that is currently sitting in the engine room right beside the Aeris reactor. Is that one of ours? <laughs> New feature, Captain? Yeah, the, the kind that blows us to all hell. All right. Now, let me state, the Aeris reactors are famously resilient. They are tough as hell. It is almost impossible to destroy them with weapons. But that in there, regardless of the state of the reactor, would level a small colony. So regardless of what it does to the reactor, it will blow this ship up three times over. But the reactor would be safe afterwards. Good to know. (laughs) I feel like you're focusing on the wrong things here. Seems like a target-rich environment. And he like cocks his gulch gun. He smiles and he says, well, you have that right, Junkie. So here's the plan. We're going to go in, I will distract the terrors in there, and you lot are going to go in and disarm and or dispose of that bomb so that it is no longer a threat to my ship. Do you understand? Yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. Captain. Now, I know I don't need to remind you two, but Junkie, we have a saying aboard this ship. Gentlemen, what is that saying? Don't Don't be be a a hero. hero. Correct. Do you understand, Junkie? All you have to do is watch my back, I'll watch yours, and we'll take out the trash. He nods and he says, all right, 
Y'all ready? Cody Bye. repeats the exact same sentence he said. <laughs> um, uh, Durin puts down his like his little bag, opens it up, and just pulls out this big fuck off gun, and just like <laughs> p- puts it on his shoulder. He's like, "Yeah, I'm ready." All right, let's go. And he slams the the sort of like release button, and the doors slide open into this giant white domed room. Uh, it's a big circular room. It is completely antithesis to the rest of the ship. While most of the ship is sort of like this blue and, and crimson and metal and like gunmetal black, this room, you can tell, has been untouched and is pristine. It is white, like to the point of like, you kind of have to shield your eyes. Uh, in the center is this large white column that has like this pulsing blue light that occasionally will shoot off into these four tubes that branch out of the top quarter of it into the ceiling. Um, there is a large circular uh, central platform around it and then four walkways in kind of the cardinal directions either side and then an outer walkway along the side that kind of gives you access to diagnostic panels and control panels and a lift that will that can like take you up to the roof for repairs and, and stuff like that yeah and where's the warhead like up on that walkway or no so it's it's on the walkway so you are on the same level as the walkway um okay. and then underneath you is just sort of like this domed like bottom Okay. It's just like a big sphere, essentially. Um, but you're on the walkway right now. And yes, the warhead is essentially just placed in front of the reactor tube uh, mm-hmm. that's in the middle in the central platform. I'm assuming, Duran, you might have an idea of how to disarm it. Get me close enough and I can take care of it. All right, let's go. And Victor runs forward uh, towards the central platform in the middle. And he says, I'll keep them busy. You circle around the outside and get the warhead from behind. Understand? Yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. And once yes, again, Captain. he drops the kunai into his hand. He says, then let's do this. And he just throws one, just gets one right in the throat, right off the bat. and <laughs> just starts going to town. Um, give me, all of you guys, stealth checks, please. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got a 13. Okay. Flat, because I have a zero. <laughs> I got an eight. Okay. 17. Okay. Uh, I figured this is how this was going to go. <laughs> um, so, one of them manages to spot all of you. He's very interested in fighting the captain. He doesn't really give a shit about you guys, but he does uh, throw a grenade over your way just to, in the hopes of, you know, slowing you down. Um, So you're all going to have to give me reflex saves, please. Well, okay. All right. Maybe. And uh, as a reaction, old Victor Benson is going to yell, watch out. And you guys are going to get plus two to these saves. Mm, I like that. Uh, I got a natural 20 plus uh, reflex and the bonus 2 is 23 all day. Did you say natural 20? Natural 20, yeah. Oh yeah, perfect. You automatically succeed. I got a 16 with all in. Okay. And I got an 18 with uh, all those bonuses. Okay, perfect. Then you guys are only going to take 3 points of damage. Except for... No, you all do. Unless you have evasion for some reason. If that's a thing. Alright, then everyone takes 3. Quick question. Uh, My stamina is gone. Should that have come back in between? No. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're getting in rough shape here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, this is... Okay. Can I use a resolve point to get my stamina back? Isn't that a thing? Takes ten minutes. Ten minutes. Oh, shit. All right, never mind. How long was that elevator ride? (laughs) 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 The slowest elevator ever. Yes, elevator. Oh, that ten-minute elevator. We need to get that elevator fixed. It takes ten minutes. 
So yes, they just, one of them just throws a fucking grenade at you as you are running, but they haven't stopped to, like, they are very engaged in how well the captain is fighting them, and it makes no sense for them to turn their back on them. Uh, so you guys managed to get to the warhead. What would you like to do? Do we know what, like, the disarming one involves? Like, out of game, like, what skill? I assume it's uh, computers or engineering? So computers and engineering... Uh, will give you stuff, and perception checks will also give you stuff. I'll stand guard. You both have a look. I'll stand guard. You do have a look. <laughs> mm, all right. I will say, these are like you sussing out the situation. So like until you guys say that you're going to actively attempt to disarm the bomb, mm-hmm. uh, you guys can all roll without penalty. Like, nothing okay. bad will happen. Like, I'm not okay. going to be like, oh, you're doing an engineering check? Oops, you set off the bomb. No, all it's right, until you say, I, right. This, I'm going to disarm the bomb, then your checks will have consequence all right listeners cody, hold them to that okay yeah please cody's <laughs> gonna do a 10 computer check on the bomb on the warhead okay um and i will oh go ahead nope everyone tell me what you've rolled and what you're rolling i rolled a four perception <laughs> um i rolled a 24 engineering okay uh, i'll start with merrick uh this is a bomb you've seen them before <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a particularly big one Ooh, Merrick starts, like, sketching a picture of it in his journal. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you, you're so distracted making sure you get all the right, you know, details that you aren't even looking specifically for them. Cody, you got a 10 computers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with that, you can tell that the, the like, internal circuitry for this, the, the, the way that you would arm this, uh, seems to be missing. You can't seem to figure out where the, the like, electronical components are on this bomb Mm -hmm. um and with your engineering check durin yeah you can tell that this bomb has been opened and reassembled and that for a warhead of this caliber is absolute insanity but judging by you know with with the fact that it's under terror control it kind of makes sense that we do something this fucking stupid um (laughs) but you can see that there is like it has been almost partitioned in in such a way. So it's probably like bad, but now that it's like been fucked with so much, it's probably way worse and really temperamental. I'm going to need you guys all to give me another perception check. <laughs> yes. How's a seven looking? Mm. How about a 17? Okay. Coming up with a 15. Okay. Um, Durin and Merrick, you both notice, or rather you both hear muffled giggling coming from within the bomb as you hear from inside someone yell kaboom as a man stands up in his full strength wearing uh gauntlets that are a quarter of a bombshell and knee guards that are the other quarters and the top of the warhead is his helmet now dane Yes. Oh is he getting up from prone? Do I get an attack of opportunity? You don't, because you failed your perception <laughs> check. Although, thankfully, uh, these boys noticed, and he doesn't get the surprise round on you. All right. oh, that is so funny. Holy shit. <laughs> um, and he yells, Boomer gonna kaboom! Everyone roll for initiative. Hello friends, it's your Space GM Dane here. I'm just doing a quick break 
to do a little bit of housekeeping stuff. Uh, first and foremost, thank you very much for checking out our first episode. It means the world to us. We're super excited and proud to share this with everyone, and we really, really hope you're enjoying it. Which brings me to my next point. If you are enjoying it, we are a new show. We're a young baby podcast, you know, finding its way in the world. We could really use your help with uh, reviews and ratings. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leaving a five-star rating and a review is a great way to help us out. Also, Spotify just introduced their rating program, so hitting us with a five-star there would mean the world to us. If you're using another podcatcher that uh, has a rating system, uh, a rating on that would also be incredible. On top of that, if you'd like to reach out and let us know what you thought, we would love to hear from you. If you want to share your thoughts, your theories, fan art, if you've been inspired to do so, Reach out to us on either Twitter or Instagram at NoQuestCast. You can also use the hashtag, hashtag NoQuestCast, and we will be able to find you, and we will try to respond to everyone and get back to everyone. We want to see what you think. We want to hear what you are feeling. We want to see what you're making. We can't wait to engage with you guys. So uh, don't hesitate in, in giving us a shout. We would love to hear from you. I think that's all the business, so we're going to get right back into the episode. Uh, Once again, I hope you're enjoying it, and we've got a lot more shows. Episode 2 is already out. If you are enjoying this and you want to just binge a bunch of it, there's a second episode waiting for you. And let me tell you, it gets a little crazy. That's all I got to say. So enjoy the rest of the show. Is the monkey from... Uh, what's that show? Dora Explorer? She is it Boomer? No, you mean Boots? Boots, damn it. <laughs> I like the idea of Dora the Explorer with an exploding monkey. Yeah, Boomer. I was wondering as I said it why it was called that. Damn it. Hey, Dora, let's blow up that swiper, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'm thinking of the dark remake when they made the live action. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get this image out of my head, Dan. I, I love it so much. Um, and as he stands up, he has, I mean, terrifyingly enough, he has uh, four smaller bombs or like grenades implanted into his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he then also has, again, this big tank of this green le- liquid feeding into various parts of his body. How in the world do we stop this from blowing up? Uh, what is your initiative, boys? I have a 15 again. Okay, what's your dex? My dex is plus two. Uh, what's the... Mo- oh, no, never mind. That's good. Uh, Merrick? Merrick? Yeah, Merrick rolled a 10. Okay, and Durin? Uh, when I'm paying for those high rolls earlier, uh, nine. Well, good news. Mm-hmm. Cody, you go first. Hell yeah. Before you do, please roll a d100. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> well, you might. Okay. Let me know if you get an 80 to 100. Uh, I got a 26. Okay. Nothing happens. <laughs> the bomb goes off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we start a new campaign next week, guys. <laughs> it is your turn, Cody. What would you like to do? Um. Okay. Let me, let me see how this works. I'm going to try to mm-hmm. restrain this boy. Um, with a restraining spinneret. Okay. So if I succeed a melee attack against their EAC, uh, they become entangled. It's basically like the Spider-Man, like, like you like spray webbing on them and like tangle them up. But I want to, I want to play it like he just like bouncering, like grabs them by the arm and like cable ties them. Okay. If that's cool. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a bag of shit. Never mind. (laughs) What did you Uh, throw? How does an old seven do you? 
No, I get AC. Not going to be enough. As you kind of like throw these bola kind of style things at him, uh, they just kind of bounce off his his like big arms because there's like really nothing to like they're just so wide because of his gauntlets mm-hmm. that you you just wouldn't be able to get around them. It is now Boomer's turn. I just say, oops. Um, and you know what? He's gonna look at you, Cody, and he's gonna attempt to grab you. Uh, nope, that won't do it unless your grapple maneuver is nine. They're definitely not. Um, so he lurches forward and just like brings out both hands and he says, Boomer, and tries to grab you, but you manage to like just get right underneath him. Mm-hmm. So like when I tried to do it, I was trying to like manipulate his arm so I could cable tie them. So I guess yeah. like that failed and he tried to get me. So we're just like going at it. Yes. You guys Hell are yeah. both just kind of like trying to grab each other and he's just not working. Um, it. it is Victor Benson's turn and he's going to use quick inspiring boost. And everyone regains 15 stamina points. Wow. 15? 15, like 15. Each? Yep. As so he yells, focus up. He's big, but he ain't invincible. I might be now. <laughs> I like Captain a lot. Damn. It is now Merrick's turn. Boomer, listen to me. <laughs> I need you to come and sit down with me and tell me why the hell you stepped inside Warhead and wore it like a suit. I'm so... So curious as he swings his black blade of light at um, Boomer's neck. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's messages here. I was going to give you a diplomacy check, but if you're going to attack his neck, then I won't. Uh, that's a <laughs> that's a nine. Um, no, he manages to get one of his like, you know, shelled arms up and just completely deflects the blow. Please, um, Boomer, please. Hey, Durin, it's your turn. All right. I, <laughs> I look at Merrick. I'm just like, does that ever work? Sometimes it does. Um, and I'm going to scurry away to get some distance from this boy. Okay. And uh, probably like stealth up a little bit. Try to find like a spot where maybe like a little alcove that he might not be looking at. Um, it would be hard okay. to do that here because this is a big open round room. Okay. So I'll just use my act- my actions to get some like some distance and then okay. just start getting beating a shot on him with my with my uh my rifle. Sure. Uh Cody. Uh Cody's just gonna punch him then, because I don't know if I can use that thing again. Uh okay, that's far better. How's an all twenty one looking? That'll do it. Alright. Uh that's gonna be five points of damage as he just like in the middle of like grappling, I guess, he like kinda comes out on top and just like elbows him down on the back of the neck. Nice. Uh, it is his turn. As you sort of clock him in the back of the neck, he turns around to you with like these big eyes, and he's like, "You hit Boomer." <laughs> Cody's like, "Yes, Boomer, it's you then." And then he's going to try to grab you again. God damn it! Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> As he sort of just like wildly swings at you uh, out of anger, he just completely misses his grab. I'm really worried that he's just going to grab me and ignite those grenades. <laughs> and I know from uh, Dane's laugh that that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, Benson is now going to use his turn. Uh, as he keeps fighting, he's going to yell over and says, Would you three quit fucking around and hit him? And for the next round, uh, until his turn, you're going to get plus two to attack and damage. Oh, wait. What was the bonus for last round? Nothing. You just got the stamina. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was awesome. Plus two to attack and damage. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
until his next. Is he turn. one of those? Is he one of those bards? Mm-hmm. Like Starfinder bard? Or whatever? Yeah, he's yeah. an envoy. Oh, that's Hell funny. yeah. That's real cool. Uh, Merrick, it's your turn. All right, Boomer. If we can't sit down and talk, let's do it while we stand. When did your mother leave you? <laughs> and he attacks. Uh, he goes for his chest, not avoiding the bombs. <laughs> did you say not avoiding the bombs? No, I, I am definitely avoiding the bombs. Oh, okay, okay. Um, that's a that's a uh, 18 with all the bonuses. Uh, that is it on the money. Sick. As, obviously, uh, Merrick's body has that little bit of red light from channeling the photon energy. That's nine damage. Is that with the plus two? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. How about your father? What happened to him? When did he die? Uh, Boomer says, when Boomer was just a a small bang. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's your turn. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to use my, my trick attack if I can. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, so I'm probably going to like start, use my run, and then I'm just going to like duck down quickly and use my, I guess, stealth roll to try to add some extra damage to this hit. Yeah. All right. Can you remind me, do you have the, the ability open? What yeah. The, what yeah, the yeah. DC is? Um, it is 20 plus the CR. Okay. And my stealth is a 31. Yeah, you do it. Okay, and now let's see if we can hit this boy. As I get a beat on him, dip down, line up the sniper rifle. It's almost like riding a bike. A unnatural 20. Uh, yep, that'll do it. So roll your damage with your trick attack and plus mm-hmm. two. Okay. Uh, nine points of damage. Where are you aiming on him? I think like the old practices would be one shot, one kill, just aiming for the head. Like it's a reflex almost. Okay, yeah. Um. As you do that, you you don't quite hit him in the head because he does have this like giant warhead casing on, but you do clip him in the side of the neck, uh, and it just it takes a good chunk out of the side of him, and you can just see this sort of like this pool of blood now just coursing out of his the side of his neck. Uh, Cody, it is your turn. Uh, Cody says, "Little bang, you are born an asshole and just grew bigger." <laughs> Ooh, okay, that's going to be a twenty-two to hit. Uh, he looks at you and he says, I'm just a product of my environment. <laughs> Merrick's taking notes uh, very aggressively. And yes, you hit him. That's uh, eight points of fist damage. As I just like, I guess as he looks at me, I just fucking like cross right through his face. Uh, he stumbles backwards a bit at, with this solid hit. And now he's just sort of like clutching the side of his neck, trying to keep the blood in. He's going to make one final attempt to grab before he gives up on this. Oh, well, that's not bad. This is coming for you, Cody. That is a 28. Well, yeah. All right. He grabs you into a big bear hug and oh, no. whispers in your ear. He says, kaboom. Cody whispers back, let's get nipple to nipple. As he detonates one of the bombs in his chest. Four. Nine points of damage. I assume there's no reflex save, considering I'm held in place. That is correct. He does, however, also take half of that. That's good. Um, When we got the stamina points, that did nothing to our health, right? Correct. Cool. Oh, shit. Actually, Cody, give me a D100 roll. Okay. Uh, do this on your turn. I think seven. Zero zero. Yeah. Yeah. So just seven. Um, Merrick and Durant also give me a D one hundred roll. Fourteen. Where is my D one hundred? 
I can roll a four if you want. Yes, please. Uh, I actually I have my dice bag and not a single D one hundred in here. Uh, that's a ninety five, Terry. There you go. I got a ninety five. All right. As you hear over the intercom, uh, quip yell. Heads up, special delivery, as a series of drones all come in through the vents and begin pestering Boomer. And he's going to have minus two to his attack rolls. Sick. I like that. That's that's nice. And it is Merrick's turn. Boomer, who convinced you to throw your life away to wear a silly bomb costume? (laughs) This this seems to cut deep because he thinks the only redeeming factor about him is his cool bomb costume. Um... I wish we had more time together, Boomer, but this facade must end as Merrick swings for the uh, cut on his neck. For for 16. Is that with the plus two? Oh, uh, 18 with the plus two. Uh, That is it. Sick. For nine more damage as this black flash of light flies through the air. He stumbles down to one knee as you just sort of drive this sort of wound on his neck a little deeper, but he manages to get one of his, his like hands on your shoulder and he just says, I'm going to blow you to hell. And uh, it is Durin's turn. Take the shot. <laughs> Taking the shot. Uh, I only have one shot left and I lean in, look through the sides, like taking a note from uh, Cody. Cause I think he hangs out. I was like, Get off my plane. Cody fucking Natural one. No! (laughs) Natural one. Um, Fuck. Merrick. Yeah. Damn it. Give me an even or odd. Uh, Let's take it Does he have to roll to confirm? The odds are in our favor. Odds, you said? Yeah. All right. Uh, Give me a D100 or give me a a D20 roll. D20 roll? Uh, for, For Durin, sorry. Oh, Durin. And if it's odd, then you hit Merrick. What do you got, Durin? I'm, I'm waiting for someone to roll the D100 for you, me. No, you roll... Sorry, you're rolling a D20. Oh, D20? You got it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'm... A five. That's an odd. That's an odd. You're going to hit Merrick. Uh... uh it's only going to be half half damage of whatever you roll. And you didn't do trick attack, so... No, I sure didn't. <laughs> Don't forget Damn. your plus two. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I had my plus two to that, too. Oh, fuck. I feel like maybe Cody gets so hype about your uh, your line that he like turned around and like nudge Merrick in the way of your bullet. <laughs> um, so with the plus two, it's eight damage. Okay, so you're only gonna take four. Merrick. Okay, Cody, it is your turn. <laughs> Cody's gonna try to do a perception check on the bombs to see if there's maybe anything he could do about that because he didn't like the the last thing that Boomer said. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a nine. Yeah, Cody's gonna punch him. Um, uh, Cody's gonna miss him. That's uh, fucking eight to hit. Nope, not gonna do it. It is Boomer's turn, and he's going to try to pull you in, Merrick. Uh, that's an eighteen against maneuver. KC, yeah, or your yes, your your maneuver. Uh, not gonna do it. Mm, okay, it is uh Benson's turn, and he's. I think he's just gonna keep uh inspiring you guys with the plus two. Cool. And uh, Merrick, it's your turn as Boomer has one hand on you and he you could tell he's trying to pull you in close with the last little bit of strength that he has. Now, has Captain Daddy's um, encouragement gotten better? Has he like, no. hey, good job, guys. You're doing quite a good job apart from no, all your friends. Disappointed I think you guys have have disappointed him the last couple of rounds. 
We we got some solid hits, Captain Daddy. Oh, sorry, the last round. Because you missed oh. and Duran did shoot Merrick. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I still I still blame Cody on that one. I won't fail you, Captain. Hey, I gave you some cool flavor. It was all your fault. You shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, Merrick, what are you doing? I'm swinging one more time with my with my Solarium Blade. A 16. I don't think it's going to do it. Is that with your plus two? Yeah. Uh, no, it is not going to do it. Durin. Um, unfortunately, I have to spend this round reloading. Mm. Okay. Only two uh, rounds in this bad boy. It hits hard, but it's only two rounds. Cody. Uh, punch time, I guess. Okay. Oh, what do you crit on? Is it just 20s? Uh, I guess it depends on your weapon, but For usually, me? yes. Yeah, I think it's just... Yeah, I got 19, so uh, 25. Yes, he's going to use his bombshell ability as a reaction, though. Uh, and this allows him, on a successful attack, to fold his arm up and negate the attack. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I was doing a cool punch. I know. Now I have to see how many times he can do that. Oh, well, probably not ever again. He's going to, again, try to grab... Oh, God damn it. <laughs> nope. He really wants to blow you up. He He does not do it. It's a 10. I guess Cody just just does a big, perfect, beautiful punch, and he manages to deflect it incredibly, but is off kilter. He puts his other arm on Merrick just in time to put that shell up and block you, and you know, he's just really trying to pull Merrick in, but just can't do it. It is your turn, Merrick. Boomer, we have to stop this game. As I roll, hell yeah, 19. That'll do it. Oh, thank God. For 11 damage. Ooh. God damn. That's spicy. Merrick, how do you kill Boomer? Merrick looks a little sad because he like he believes Boomer's such an interesting uh, individual. But he has a nuke strapped to his chest. So like felling a great oak tree, he aims for the part on his neck that was hit earlier and goes for the full decapitation as the flash of black light cuts across his neck. And you do that as... You just completely take Boomer's head off and it rolls down and off the walkway. And it's now just kind of like half piping in the bottom <laughs> of round area as it just slowly like loses momentum and just settles in the bottom. And Benson finishes off with the last terror. And you can see he's like he's taking some pretty decent hits as well. And he spits out a glob of blood and he just says, well, aside from shooting yourselves. <laughs> you did all right. Now, what I like is that a great a great oak tree is probably the best thing Boomer's ever been called in his life, and that's a fitting elegy. Don't, don't disrespect Boomer. <laughs> probably had a rough childhood, all right? No, I'm saying that's quite a nice thing to call someone. It's, it probably is. He probably was very, very uh, vindicated when you called him that. I really connected with the guy. Cody puts an arm on, uh, or a hand on Merrick's shoulder, and is like, maybe if you didn't stab him between questions, he'd answer you. And, like, kind of walks away. Merrick just stares up at the ceiling. Uh, the alarm in the Maverick subsides. And for a brief moment, you have silence and calm. Until another alarm goes off. Oh, great. <laughs> and a voice comes on over the intercom and says, Collision detected. Auto navigation systems are offline. Collision detected. And that begins looping. I look to ca the captain. I look at Cody. <laughs> and he just begins running for the cockpit. I run after uh, yeah. the captain. And I'm Full very follow. fucking fast. I am as well. That's true. You guys both are very fast. 
Wait, how fast are you guys? Uh, I run it six times. Uh, my oh, true, speed. yeah. My land speed <laughs> is like 40 what? feet without armor. Wait, how... How about a little rat that goes slower than everyone? Because <laughs> you're little. Yeah, you got little legs. Yeah. All right. I got fair. robot legs, and I can only assume Ryan charges like an animal with both arms and legs, like this crazy spider. Uh, I'm a Jedi, sir. Gravity <laughs> is on my side. He's right. got jet boots. Not in my head, it's a spider movement. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Are you guys all going to the cockpit? Yeah, I am. Should, you, should we decide? Are we sure that boomer's body's not gonna go off um you can tell so uh there was never a real threat like he had small grenades but no grenades warhead. in him but yeah he was the the warhead was him okay so, <laughs> yeah okay all right yeah i guess we're all going to the cockpit if they're else... all going to the cockpit i think i'm just gonna do a uh, engineering diagnostics and stay behind uh okay are you doing it in the engine room yeah 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 since i'm there and they're like i figure whatever's happening in the cockpit they got taken care of for now okay can we resurrect Boomer because he's the best? <laughs> just like, his body. One, you guys can't fall in love with the first boss I throw at you. Well, it's too late. <laughs> you arrive into the cockpit and the scene is not good. Another terror had gotten into the cockpit and has impaled Satir with that sort of propeller blade the other guy had uh, through his like right shoulder. And he's now pinned to the wall. Uh, uh, Cody runs up to him and like puts a hand on his shoulder and says, all right, amigo, you're all fucked up, aren't you? But in his kindest voice. Yes. Uh, Satir gives you a, a very like labored smile. And then he points at you. He points at the eye. And then he points at the guy on the ground who's missing his bottom jaw. As if to say, you should see the other guy. <laughs> uh, I hand him my only potion. You could t- uh, so Query is already there, and Cap uh, and Victor is is there as well. Um, Query is tending to his wounds. It's not life threatening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably going to get worse when they remove him from the wall. That's fair. Um, but right now, as you look, you are flying directly into an asteroid field, and the the alarm just keeps being like, you know, auto navigation systems are offline. Collision detected. I feel the need, the need for speed. And Cody, like, looks at the captain. He, he doesn't really know you. And he looks at you and he says, you can fly this damn thing. I'm the best hotshot pilot you've ever seen. And he jumps in the, in the thing. But then instead of flying, kind of like looks back for permission. (laughs) Undercutting the whole moment. Uh, Victor looks at uh, Satir and Satir gives, like, again, a, a very, like, labored nod. Yes. And... Victor looks at you and he says, if anything happens to this goddamn ship, I will come back and haunt you for the rest of your damn life if we all don't die. And then he looks at Satir and he says, count to three, and just pulls him off. (laughs) As uh, what you would imagine would be a a grotesque scream if uh, Satir ever made noise, and him and Query drag him to the the med bay. All right. Can I fly this thing? Do you have ranks in pilot? Oh, you know I do. Well then, Cody mutters, sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. And that's going to be a 13. Okay, and uh, Merrick, you're in the the cabin with, right? I am, yeah. Perfect. So nothing too crazy is happening right now, but you do manage to, with a 13, you're able to sort of like get your, your bearings. You manage to level the ship out and you manage to like 
course correct so that you're not directly flying into an asteroid. Um, but you are, there's no way around this. You're in it. And Merrick, give me, or both of you guys, give me perception checks. Well, <laughs> it's a six. That's, uh, that's a uh, 12. Cool. You don't notice as two terror ships that were latched onto the backs of an asteroid. Um, as you sail past it, they detach and swoop around behind you and open fire on you. And so the way this works is we're not going to do proper ship combat as per Starfinder rules. Um, we're just going to do some checks and see what happens. Now, is that an ever thing or a right now? No, thing? just a right now thing. Cool. Well, there Sick. you go. Looking up the uh, engineering rule <laughs> rules. Well, don't worry about that. Okay. Like I said, we're not we're not doing like the the phases of Starfinder combat the way that it's it's meant to be done. We will do that later on. But right now, this is just more of a a thing that's going to happen in terms of like you know I'm just going to ask you for checks. Uh, and that being said, I'm going to need a pilot check from you, Mister Cody. All right, that's an 18. Perfect. So you manage to position yourself out of their line of fire. They had a pretty good fucking beat on you because you had no idea they were there. But now you are taking evasive maneuvers and are sort of weaving in and out of asteroids enough to uh, make sure they don't get like a direct line of fire. Merrick, uh, give me another perception check. Nothing but barrel rolls. 16. Uh, 16 is enough to notice that, um, the, the gun is operational, but the, the targeting systems need to be repaired. So if you had someone who could do an engineering role, you would be able to get the guns active in order to defend yourselves. I'm going to send a quick communication to our <laughs> friend, uh, Duren. Yeah. Uh, Duren. Uh, hey, Duren. Yeah, yeah. Our guns are down. Uh, uh, can I get them back up here, Dan? Uh, no, you'd have to be in the cockpit. All right, I'm on my way. We have bogeys on our six. What's a bo- what's a bogey? That's what Cody calls bad guys. Give me another piloting check, please, Cody. Okay, it's even better. It's a 19. Hell yeah. Um, now I'm going to give you an option. With a 19, you have the options to try to reposition into an a offensive position mm-hmm. or uh, continue to take defensive maneuvers and attempt to lose them. Um, knowing that the guns are down, it's going to be defensive maneuvers and lose them for, for right now. Okay. Um, so you're going to have two options. One, you're going to have the option to just sort of like punch it and try to fly around, or there are currently two asteroids that are spinning towards one another. You can try to thread the needle and go asteroid time, thread the needle. Yeah. It's asteroid time. Let's do it. I will say this is a harder check. I figured now, are we getting any captain bonuses? Or is no, he... he's not here. No, he's dealing with Satir. Okay. Well, can I aid? Yes. Give me a perception check. All right. In an effort to sort of help guy or like you know gauge the distance and stuff like that. Yeah, that's going to be a uh, just a ten. Perfect. That's all you needed. Oh, thank God. So mm-hmm. you're going to get plus two to this roll. Okay. Uh, that's a twenty-one. That <laughs> is that with the plus two? Yes. You just made it. Uh, it was a dc20 (laughs) damn okay well Uh, but you managed to just pull the ship the maverick completely sideways as you completely thread the needle here as the two asteroids smash behind and you hear one of the ships hit it and explode behind you um but you managed to see another one crest over it i turn to merrick and i say iceman 
You can be my wingman anytime. You taught me what to say here, but I can't remember. Uh, I think that's the best response. <laughs> he's something, um, Cody gets something, that, like, something danger zone. He gets that particular tone when he's like quoting is in quote mode. and You, you hear it in there. Uh, Darren, I'm going to say you get there. It's the ship. I appreciate big, it. So I will give you an opportunity. Merrick, you can let me know if you, there's something you want to do. But right now, th- an engineering check is the only way to get the guns online. But if you mm-hmm. think of something crazy you want to do, Merrick, you just let me know. I will. Keep that in mind. Go ahead. Roll that engineering. Yeah, I'm just going to be like, point me to the guns and just wherever he points, just start going to work. Yeah, there's a console that's kind of like, it still has a display, but it's sparking. Yeah, yeah, I just like go under, bust out wires, start pouring out and just start going through it. A 20 unnatural. That's uh, incredible. Uh, Roll a D4 for me, please. Uh, Three. Okay, for three rounds, the guns are operational. Get to work, Merrick. You're probably better at guns than I am, but all right. No. (laughs) (laughs) Merrick jumps on the guns. All right. Um, Give me an attack roll. Uh, Dexterity based, I assume? Yes. Natural 20. Oh. (laughs) Okay, well. Is that our first crit? For you guys, yeah, yeah. As the ship crests over and Durin manages to, he's just like, biting wires in half and like reconnecting them and like just just furiously rewiring this whole uh gunnery system uh you slide down the banister into the gunner seat and just completely 180 it as this terror ship comes over and crests the asteroid and uh just light it the fuck up and you manage to clip it exactly where it needs to be hit as the whole back half of it explodes and the the front half begins just like spiraling furiously as it crashes into another asteroid and you guys have successfully cleared the terror ambush hell yeah Yeah. Cody just is like nice shooting, nice wire work I am one with the stars just a a little rat thumb comes up over the uh, the console (laughs) Uh, Cody pulls another unlit cigarette and puts it in his mouth and like kicks back in the pilot seat and is like it's a good day Nobody died. Well, Boomer died. <laughs> <laughs> There's at least two corpses in the fucking room. Yes. Do I need to remind you about Boomer? Oh, Boomer. Cody kind of like bows his head and he's like, like crunch, crumples his like cigarette in his hands. Like, yeah. Yeah, Boomer. Yeah. We'll drink times the darkness finds even the good ones. He goes over and he like puts a hand on on Durin's shoulder and he reaches down and pulls Merrick up and just puts an arm on both of them. He's like, we'll never forget Boomer. And we have a big group hug. <laughs> Don't make me feel bad for putting bosses in here, guys. <laughs> We're gonna fall in love with every single one of them. I so. start to cigarette burn Boomer into my arm. The alarm finally subsists and for this time it is for good. Or at least, you know, for now. <laughs> For good. We, we've done the whole campaign. We did it. Once we stay in this ship, we'll be safe. Yeah. Good game. Good game, guys. Good no, game, the al- game. I'll just throw things at you that don't set the alarm off. Oh, shit. Right. As you sort of clear this asteroid field, and it's more of like a belt, uh, and there's a clearing in the middle of it, and you sort of calmly you know, float your way through the rest of the field now that you're not being chased and there's no real pressure, um, you arrive at the beacon that you were sent to investigate. And uh, Benson comes into the cockpit and he says, uh, Satya's stable. He's in rough shape, but 
Once we get back to the cube, we'll be able to sort them out. Uh, this, however, requires our attention. And it's a grisly scene. Um, you see a, a tavern, uh, and the tavern you were sent to uh, investigate the SOS beacon uh, has been completely destroyed. Um, and it was the Nightcrawler. Um, and there are there's a wreckage of at least uh, another terror ship in here as well. And it's just been, like, they've both been decimated and they're just kind of floating there should we send a comms message to see if there's any survivors oh it, it is clear there's no way anyone has survived like oh. there is no intact part that could house anyone captain we may need medical assistance and like a part of like cody's like skin face just like slops off face uh, skin. are you talking about yourselves yeah um he looks at you and says tell you what take a quick breather I'll have Query send over some some aid, and then we can discuss our next plan of action. And I will let you guys take a short rest, which will allow mm-hmm. you to refill your stamina points. Okay. Uh, resolve it, right? And uh, Query will be around, and she she tends to your wounds. Okay. So you guys so will be back full to full health. health. Okay, yep. cool. Go, go, go. At the cost um, of, a, of a resolve point? At the cost of a resolve point, correct. Oh, at the cost. Okay. You guys have sort of all rendezvoused, or at least like the crew... Um, Query is still tending to Satir. Quip is furiously doing everything he can to patch some of the major damage. So it really is just you and and Benson in the cockpit. Um, and you guys are looking at this this scene. And he says, this is what the guild sent us out to look at. We had a tavern SOS from the Nightcrawler. So we, you know, we look after our own. But, but I guess we were too late. Are taverns usually attacked like this? It takes a special kind of idiot to attack a tavern. And, you know, the fact that there are terrorists here, and this is obviously an ambush point for them, uh, you know, they're the special kind of idiot. Now, we do have the issue of how they got onto our goddamn ship. And he looks at you, Cody, for a second. And he says, we ain't never had a problem with terrorists until we drags you out of a damn storage bin. I've never had a problem with terrors that I can remember. I only met my first one today that I can remember. What I'm asking you, John Keep, is you have anything to do with this? That I can remember, no. My memory files are corrupted, but I don't... He's fine, Captain. I don't think so. And, like, you can see Cody kind of, like, spiraling. and My memory files are corrupted, but I don't think so. My my memory files are corrupted. All right, John Keep. Cody, be confident. He kind of, like... Blinks and looks up. Captain, when has uh, terrors ever been predictable? Uh, that's enough for, for Benson. He, The way you fought and the fact that you, you threw yourself in defense of Satir earlier uh, is enough for him to... He just needed to ask. Meanwhile, um, like Cody's handing over his gun like sheepishly. like <laughs> He's like, keep it, you'll need it. Look, during the raid and the attack... All of our void suits were damaged, so unfortunately, John Keep, you're the only one who can go out into the vacuum safely. Cody nods. What do you want me to do? We need you to poke around in there, see if there's any evidence of what the hell happened, if there's any, you know, important documents, files, anything that he might have had that we can bring back to the guild that might shed a little bit of light as to what the hell happened here. I'm so not perceptive. This is going to be garbage. <laughs> Captain, um, do you really want him to go alone? Well, how good are you holding your breath? Not good enough. 
Exactly. Unfortunately, he's the only one who can exist out in the vacuum for as long as we need to be there. So he's the one that goes. Cody starts walking towards the airlock. Um, he hands you a small like kit and a like head mounted camera. Um, and it is sort of like a like a field kit, essentially. It's got like a, a couple different tools, a couple different like scanners, um, a couple different like sample vials, bags, stuff like that. Before you guys head out, um, make an engineering check or a perception check. Who? Everyone. Sure. Just a 14 engineering. Not my best roll. 11 perception. Okay. 3 perception. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> from here, you guys aren't able to discern much of anything. Do I know if analog weapons work in a vacuum? I believe they don't. I would imagine no, because fire wouldn't be able to shoot out of in the void because there's no oxygen right so i believe only energy though, right? weapons work yeah i don't know the specific rules but logically it makes no sense mm. that fire could exist out there uh, like, merrick offers you his laser pistol cody like spins it around his finger like a wild west shooter and like nods and hands you his gulch gun just goes off several times I, say, is there a <laughs> I don't think there's a sleight of hand so you're lucky <laughs> i can roll acrobatics if you want athletics <laughs> no, before he goes, can we do a just a life, like a life scan? Or yeah, yeah, of course. Just like scan for life, just in case, like because we don't want to send him out there and him like run into someone that may or may not be alive. Sure. Yeah. Um. You activate the the scans. I'm gonna uh, give me a engineering check. Uh, Nineteen. Yeah, that's enough to get the 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 you know life scans up and running. No, nothing gets picked up here. Um. Okay. It is. It is de- devoid of life. Should just be you flying solo, Cody. Before you leave, Merrick says, uh, I don't do this often, but he takes you close and he uh, does a little bit of like a old school Kasathian prayer for your safety and sends you on your way. Cody looks very touched and he kind of like looks around the room and says, with wingman like these, I'm not alone. And then he just like walks backwards out the door. Um, and yeah, they, they release the airlock and you drift off into the the void of space as you're connected to the the tether um and you're able to sort of like you've got little like thrusters to direct your travel um as you make your way over to the wreckage um you do have there's like a feed of what you're looking at and seeing in the in the uh in the ship so they are able to also if you want to roll checks or anything you guys will be able to even though you're not there (laughs) well that's good do you read us, Cody? Do you read us? I have not been given any literature. He brings up a good point. That's true. <laughs> so as you float out there, you come across the wreckage of the Nightcrawler and a, t- uh, a terror ship. Um, mm-hmm. Give me a perception check. And you guys can all do a perception check as well. Ooh, it's a, that's a 15. Look at me. Okay. Oh, just a 12. Well, 15 is enough to give you some information. Um, Once you're out here, now that you're looking around and getting a bit more of a closer look, you can tell that there are multiple ships here, uh, at least four of them. Um, So it's not just one tavern and one terror ship. Um, With a 15, you can also tell that there is more than one tavern here. Uh, You can make out the names of the ship. There's one called the Moon Dancer and one called the Nightcrawler, which is the one that set off the beacon. So there is an additional tavern ship here that you didn't know was here. So the what Moon the Dancer hell? and the Nightcrawler? Yes, and then there's a, another ship there that you can't determine if it's a, a tavern, like, 
there's there's more parts out there so there's at least four ships here like at least four ships destroyed and we know one's yes. a terror and two are taverns we don't know the fourth correct okay there's a second tavern ship here what the moon Captain, does that make sense feels like bait feels like they've been luring taverns here to kill them well what do we think i mean there's a terror ship there too so were they were they able, like did were they traveling together and or also the rep remnants of a fourth victor stays quiet now he's sort of trying to do the like the calculus in his head and trying to figure out like trying to reconstruct what's going on can i tell if the other tavern was destroyed before or after no not really it's okay. it's difficult to tell but as you're looking around you notice that the edges of the tavern have this like silvery liquid almost like mercury on the destroyed edges i and pointed out yeah and it's sort of like still roiling and still moving and every now and then like a peel of it will will float off and sort of dissipate into space but it seems to be now that you're looking at it it looks more like these things were melted or corroded mm. than they were destroyed and is that on every ship or just the tavern or just just both? the taverns both of them okay yeah I captain what if what if the terrors were responding to a distress beacon just like us um, he still, he, he like acknowledges your input, but he's still like doing his mental gymnastics. Um, um give me an engineering check. Okay. Uh, just an unnatural 20. Cool. That is more than enough. Now that you're seeing a live feed of like the, mm -hmm. the, the remaining parts of these ships, you can tell that the taverns weren't attacked by the terrors. I a hundred percent point that out to captain and anyone who's, who's listening. Um, yeah, so it is uh, it is very clear because there is no structural damage to the remaining parts. So, like, you can take two seconds to look around your ship and what the terrors did to you guys <laughs> and the amount of, like, physical damage and structural damage they caused in the short amount of time they were on your ship. Um, there is no evidence of that on any of these ships. So we don't see, like, one uppercut wound? Not a single uppercut has Damn. happened to these ships. I use my punch sciences to, to, you know, point this out. I mean, there is a thing called physical sciences. I know. Um, I, just, I just noticed that I don't have anything in it, though. Oops. Can I roll, like, a like life science about any kind of alien that could be, like, an entity, a creature that could be hanging out on asteroids to destroy ships? Uh, sure. That's just an eight. Uh, nothing that you can think of could have done this. Um, Victor clears his throat and is finally snapped out of his sort of like daze and says Cody if it's possible try to get us a sample of that that liquid there and we'll bring it back to the guild there's not much we can do in the middle of nowhere trying to run diagnostics on stuff when our half our systems are down we'll bring it back to the more capable science nerds and see what they have to say our job was to respond to the beacon we're here we found it Let's go home. Anything else you want me to grab or just the liquid? If there's anything you see, anything that stands out, sure. But no, as of right now, the only thing that, that seems to point of any interest is is this liquid. All right. Um, how do I move forward? I guess part of my suit or whatever. Or how do I move? Am I just like... Oh, yeah. No, you have like little thrusters. Cool. I yeah. thrust my way over. Um, yeah, I'm not going to make you 
roll anything. It's it's simple enough to just kind of like like hold it as it's sort of like you know peels off. You can just hold the vial above it and like scoop it. You don't even have to touch anything. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm gonna do a perception just before I leave in case there is anything that uh, sure is of interest, and that's a fourteen. No, you have sort of seen everything that uh, that stands out to you. No media floating through the void. No nope. weaponry. Nope. All right. Uh, I'm going to push off against the hull and jump back towards the ship. Sure. Oh, I will note uh, with your um, uh, your uh, engineering check, Durin, um, the, <laughs> a big thing that also stands out is the reactors are gone in both the taverns. That's very interesting. So it is pretty much just like the front half and like other parts of the ship. Everything like the, the reactor itself uh, is gone. Um, I go back through the footage a little bit, and like, it looks like someone took all the reactors. Uh, he looks at you and says, the hell do you mean took? And I just like go through the footage with him, and at least where like uh, Cody's camera might be, like back ends of the ship. They're all gone. They're not here. I mean, yeah, they're not here, but it is, it's it's a leap to say that they've been taken. But, I mean, it, it's not a bad <laughs> idea. It's not a bad thought. It is it is something definitely to note. Good job, Darren. And it is weird for him to say Wait, your name. Wait, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I was already weirded up. Does yeah. he have a nickname for me? Uh, he does. And it is Old Timer. Oh, I like that. But yeah, the fact that he has said Durin uh, is strange. And he calls you back in, Cody. So unless there's something crazy you want to do while you're out there, you are you have completed nope. your... I was already sailing through the air towards the ship. Fantastic. And when you get back, Quip and Query are sort of in like the tavern proper area the like what is what serves as the bar when you've docked um and quip is sort of sitting on the on the bar and query is kind of leaning against it and victor is behind it just kind of leaning on it and durin and merrick you join them as cody re-enters into the ship and victor says well i do believe that we should have ourselves a little family meeting unfortunately satir is going to have to sit this one out but something tells me i have a feeling what his vote will be uh merrick starts making cocktails for everybody so unfortunately when the ship is in flight all of the booze is locked oh no unfortunate man if i wasn't playing cody i'd be very upset about that (laughs) but cody just says coffee landed as you walk over to the bar the the captain will actually pull reaches under and like opens kind of a safe and pulls out a bottle of of liquor but with the way that pressure works and the fact that the ship can go wild it makes no sense to have glass bottles unsecured during travel so you can see them behind the bar and they're all behind like this force field with uh magnetic bottoms that have locked and like anchored them into place while you're traveling oh my children i appreciate the care that's been taken with the booze <laughs> oh 100% it's like how they make half their money. And he pulls out like his own personal bottle from behind the bar and begins pouring everyone a drink that wants it. I don't know if you guys drink. Uh, what is everyone's stance on alcohol? Oh, it's one of my favorite human inventions. <laughs> Dern's a drinker. He, okay. He's without a doubt. Uh, Cody, uh, do you drink? Cody seems confused as to what okay. it is. Um, he takes it for sure. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so he pours you one anyway and hands it all out to everyone. Uh, Query, you notice, doesn't drink. Uh, she doesn't get one, and this doesn't seem like it's a slight. It's just uh, she doesn't drink, and, and the captain mm. knows that. They've been traveling long enough that he doesn't even offer. Um, and he says, you see, we all have something of a relationship here. I would like to consider you all an extended family. Cody, and again, it's strange that he uses your real name, is 
a new addition to this ship, but not to this family. Not yet. So I would like to make it a point of order to discuss whether or not y'all would like to have him aboard. I can leave if you'd like. Well, that was the original plan. Once we got to the cube, you were offloaded and you were on your own. But you have served well. You have kept us safe. And I will say you are a hell of a pilot in a pinch. So, if you would like to stay, there is a spot on my crew for you. If everyone else agrees. I had I had meant the room while you discuss it, but I appreciate I appreciate that so much. And like Cody's like beaming. <laughs> and Query already has her hand up. As does Merrick. Yeah, he's a good kid. Dern raises his hand as well. Quip shrugs and downs his drink and holds out his glass for another and raises his hand with the other. And Victor says, Well, I would say that is a unanimous vote. Cody, welcome aboard the tavern Maverick. I don't have a family, so thank you. And he like raises the glass and like brings it to his mouth and like hesitates and like puts it back down. Victor smiles at that and he says, We'll find a place for you here. And as long as you earn your keep and and hold true to our values and rules, we're happy to have you. Now, before we officially make this a legitimate addition to the crew, we have two rules. One, we make the universe a better place than where we left it. And two, he points to a neon sign behind the bar. Don't be a hero. We don't serve the universe if we're dead. And being a hero gets you dead. We do our jobs, we do the best that we can, but if it becomes a life or death choice between us or someone else, or us and finishing a contract, we choose us. 100% of the time, every time. We can't do good if we're dead. And he looks at the sign again, he says, Cody, what aren't we on this ship? Heroes. And he smiles, he pours himself another drink, he pours another drink for Quip, and he says, Welcome aboard, Junkie.